Welcome to Freedom to Choose from Just As I Am Ministries, a nonprofit providing hope to those caught in the devastation of addiction or who are searching for a better way to live. In this series, The Life, you'll study the life of Jesus. Who is he? What is he really like? Does he care about me? Rich and Susan Collenberg are a husband and wife team who found freedom over two decades ago from their lives of drug addiction and alcoholism. They found biblical answers and now share their experience of freedom on Freedom to Choose. Hello, everyone. My name is Rich Collenberg. And my name is Susan Collenberg. And here we are again, Freedom to Choose, program number 26 in the series The Life. And this program is called Living Stones for your reference. And before we get going, Susan, would you please open with a word of prayer? Yes. Our loving Father in heaven, we thank you once again for an opportunity to um, talk about um, your character and um, what you um, describe as living stones, and we pray that you will help us to to um, take our place in the kingdom one day as a, as a living stone, and we just are grateful for all that you do in order to save us and to get us to that place, and uh, we just thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Susan. Yeah, so living stones, it's, um, it's an interesting metaphor, isn't it? Mm. Um, the Bible's full of, of metaphors and object lessons and descriptive things about describing people mm-hmm. and describing events. And- well, you know, I think that Jesus knew, of course, because he's the, the author of, of our being, right? He knew um, that the best way for uh, people to learn is to associate something known with a with a different concept, right? Yes, so we can something we could see that's abs- tangible, right? And, yeah. and that we can relate to. Yeah. So um, Jesus said, "I say unto thee, Thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it." Now the word Peter signifies a stone, a rolling stone. Peter was not the rock upon which the church was founded. Right, because the gates of hell did prevail against Peter when he denied um, Jesus with the cursing and the swearing after Jesus was was arrested. The church was built upon the one, Jesus, against whom the gates of hell could not and has not and will never not prevail. That's right. See, centuries before Jesus came, Moses had pointed to that rock, the rock of Israel's salvation. The psalmist had sung of the rock of my strength. Isaiah had written, Thus saith the Lord, Behold, I lay in Zion for a foundation stone, a tried stone, a precious cornerstone, a sure foundation. Deuteronomy 32.4, Psalm 62.7, and Isaiah 28.16. Right, because Peter by himself, when he was writing by inspiration, applies this prophecy to Jesus. He says, "If you have been, um, t- if you have tasted the Lord is gracious, and to whom coming a living stone, rejected indeed of men, but with God elect, precious, you also as living stones are built up in a spiritual house." That's in First Peter two. Uh, other foundation can no man lay than this is laid, which is Jesus Christ. First Corinthians three eleven. 
Upon this rock, Jesus said, I will build my church. In the presence of God and all the heavenly intelligences, in the presence of the unseen army of hell, Christ founded his church upon the living rock. That rock is himself, his own body, for us, broken and bruised, against the church built upon this foundation, the gates of hell shall not prevail. Right. Just think about how shaky the the church must have looked um, like when Jesus spoke these words. There was only a handful of believers, and all the powerful demons and the evil men were directed against it. Yet the followers of Christ were not to fear. It was built on the rock, on Jesus, um, the rock of their strength. They could not be overthrown. You know, I think of I think of a, a, a well, I think of myself when I got clean and sober. You know, here you have you here you have a person that, well, I I was forty one, right? So I, I I was I had lived heading in the wrong direction for forty one years, and everything that I learned about life was looking through the wrong lens Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. and so at age 41 i get clean and sober and now everything's 180 degrees off so i've got this little what you call a babe in you know a babe Mm -hmm. like 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 uh, paul said we're just spiritual babes we need the milk of the world word to start off with right Right. you got this little baby that's that's trying to make his way through and if his foundation is the rock then that old man that Paul talks about, the, 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 the one inside of me that knows everything that I ever did, mm-hmm. know, the, the selfish old man in me, mm-hmm. and then you have that babe mm-hmm. in me, and there's this battle, if you will, between the two. Right. You see? And if it's not that rock, it, it, you know, if, if... That rock that's outside of you. That's, uh, yeah, right. that, that is because, administering a healing bomb from right. outside. Right, because you don't have the power of a, that rock. I don't we're, have we're, that. We, we, we're failing and we're feeble. When no we're, man does. And you know what's interesting is, we, um, you know, when we were talking about rock, so next door to us, um, we live in the country, and next door to us, they're starting a, a really big housing development, and we've been, haven't had neighbors for a very long time, and... And, and next door to us, and even in, on the property that we live on, we have these huge outcroppings of these enormous granite rocks. And they're absolutely spectacular in what you see. They're, they're just enormous and immense. And, and, um, but next door, um, those rocks exist also. But the majority of the time has been um, trying to get to remove those rocks. And so when I think of Jesus, I kind of think of those rocks because there's rocks, the rock outcropping you can see, but that rock is buried into the earth, it's, and it's it's immovable. Yeah, it's a foundation. They have to blast it to get it out of there. Right, they got to drill it, and then they have to blast it with dynamite, several charges of dynamite to try to break it up to remove it. And, you know, the... The good news is, is that there's no dynamite and there's no power that can break our foundation. Yeah. I mean, you think about the people that have that have come to Christ after living, I mean, the Bible's full of them, after living dastardly lives. Right. And somehow God takes that person. That's what the Bible's about. It's about what God can do with a person that really messes up. Right. He can still take that person, that rock, can taste that foundation, can take that person, change their heart, turn them into a totally different person, head them in a totally different direction as long as they've got that solid foundation, right. that solid divine foundation. 
that know? that's at that's and it's only a divine um um attribution you know yeah, you, you cannot find that in um anything here on the earth or in any any human person don't doesn't have that ability i when i first got clean and sober there was a woman that um and i think i've mentioned her before and i just really it was really close to her and because of her um the way that she exhibited the nature you know just the nature of of god and how kind she was and she's like don't don't place your trust in me. Don't, don't. She said, because I will fail you. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to fail you, but I am a human being and human beings will fail other human beings. It's the nature of um, our our species are. right yeah. now. Right. But, and Jesus is the only one that, that we can never trust failed in. anybody. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, 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 and so it's, it is kind of interesting that people that have that foundation can help other people. God can help them through. I mean, I re- I can remember one person telling me that that uh, I think I was in an AA or an NA meeting uh, when he said the, th- the the therapeutic value of one addict helping another addict is unparalleled. Right. Because of the principles that are taught in those meetings. Mm-hmm. Right. There, there's the principles of forgiveness. The 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 making the list of the resentments and cleaning being up honest your, being honest with your being actions. forthcoming right. you know and 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 all those principles is a solid foundation right. and that's and that's and i learned that 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 people with those principles god can work through to help other people right and so can't you take it and say um the therapeutic value of a recovered sinner yeah helping another, another one another sinner is beyond um, immeasurable value, yeah, right? Yeah, constantly pointing them to Jesus and how he acts and how he treats people. Right, and, and to that we, remedy. To that remedy, because we're, we're sick. We, we're infected with fear and selfishness, mm-hmm. and so we act out by protecting ourselves and harming others. That's the sickness. That's the disease that we have. Right. And Jesus says, if you can set self aside, bear your own cross, and go ahead and think of others before you, you're going to be fine. Right. Um, you know, and six yet for six thousand years on this planet, we've built that rock on Christ. For six thousand years, the floods and the storms of satanic anger have beaten on that rock. That rock, of course, being Jesus. But He stands unchanged. I, I am God. I, I change not. Right. And Peter had had expressed the truth, which is the foundation of the church's faith, and Jesus now honored him as a representative representative of the whole body of believers. Jesus said, I will give unto you the keys of the kingdom and whatsoever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven and whatsoever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. So the keys to the kingdom of heaven are the words of Christ. These words have power to open and shut the human heart. And how does it happen? See, we go back to a parable, mm-hmm. the parable of the sower. Why did the seed take in only one of the four instances? Was it the sower's fault? No. Was it the seed's fault? No. What was it? Was the condition of the soil? Right. You had thorny, you had stony, and you had, uh, and you had what was the it? Birds thorny? Came the in. birds came. Got right. it. yeah in the in the open area, and and then of course you had good soil. Right. And the good soil that was the condition of the human heart. So God is constantly doing things for us. I don't want to say to us. It's for us to till that soil up, to soften it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we'll take that 
the wrong way and it will harden the heart like mm-hmm. Pharaoh's heart. Right. God was actually trying to win Pharaoh by showing Pharaoh that his gods were worthless. Right. You want to worship frogs? Let me show you frogs. Right. You want to worship the Nile? Let me show you the Nile. I'm in control of all that. And he's trying to soften Pharaoh's heart, but it's actually hardening in it. Mm-hmm. See, and God's trying to till our the soil of our heart up. And, and sometimes it takes some things to happen. Right. Right. And Jesus didn't commit the work of the gospel just to Peter alone. At a time later, repeating the words that were spoken to Peter, he applied them directly to the church. If Jesus had delegated a special authority to one of the disciples above the others, wouldn't we find them contending? No, he wouldn't find them. Right. Yeah. He, we, we wouldn't find them contending as to who was the yeah, greatest. Yeah. Right. Was they the were gr- arguing about There was constantly arguing <laughs> right. about who's the greatest. And, you know, isn't that a, So, you know, the thing is, is that I think sometimes um, we can look at ourselves and many times we're down on ourselves because of, of whether it be greed or anger, whatever we may do that is in opposition to the character of Jesus. And I think that we need to remember, too, is that human beings, even in the presence of God, Jesus— We're still contending for the supremacy. And this was after they had walked with him for three and a half years. They're still arguing who gets to sit next to him at at the throne, on the throne. yeah. Uh, and Christ said to his disciples, "Be ye not, be not ye called rabbi; neither be ye called masters. For one is your master, even Christ." That's Matthew twenty three eight. That's 10. yeah. The head is of every man is Christ. That's right. God put all things under Jesus's feet, and He gave Him to be the head over all the things in the church, which is His body, the fullness of Him that fills all in all. And that is where'd you get that? That's uh, Corinthians, First um, Corinthians eleven and Ephesians one. Yeah, those are great texts. He put everything, he gave him everything under his feet because he's the only one that can handle it. Right. So no man or woman is above any other man or any other no. woman, or below any other no. man or any other. No, there woman. are no second class citizens in God's kingdom. Right. There's no second rate this, second rate that. Right. Everyone serves everyone else. What did Jesus come? He came and served. He came and healed. He came and washed feet. He came and told that woman, I don't condemn you. Go be a better girl. Mm-hmm. He, he came and healed the mind of the Samaritan woman. Or the, and, he, and so you know what? I, 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 when you, what you just said is kind of touched a, a point in my brain. And it's, you said, you know, Jesus came to be a servant. You know, he didn't come to be a preacher. Because you don't have a, rec- a, a a written record of him, his great preaching sermons. I mean, we have one or two, you have right? A, yeah, you have a Sermon on the Mount, and you have a couple of— but for the most part, you're hearing stories about how he made people well. Right. And how he needs—what's what's easier, to forgive a guy or to tell him to rise up, take his bed, and walk? Right. You know? And it, no matter what he did, it irritated the Pharisees because it wasn't their picture of God, and it drove them nuts. Right, and so he came at, to be ministered to be a minister to people, not to be ministered to. And what a um, what a um, just an opposite to what humanity is, especially today. Yeah. You know, because of fear and selfishness and greed, it's we we want to put ourselves above all. Mm-hmm. And um, it's you know, that's and that, a stark contrast to the character of Jesus. That, yeah, and that was the danger. It always is the danger, but you could see it really uh, vivid in the Church of Christ's day when the, the, the priests and the, 
and the Pharisees and the scribes, were, they were jockeying for supremacy, and, and uh, you know, w- when someone disagreed, they always pulled the, well, I'm the high priest card or whatever. In other words, I know what I'm talking about because I'm a theologian. And we have to remember that he went, Jesus went to fishermen, and he went to people that were quote-unquote unlearned. Because they recognized their need and unclean, he went to the lepers. He went. He, he went to he, the heathen nation. Because yeah, because they realized their need. Absolutely. You know, the church is built on Christ as its foundation. It is to obey Jesus as its head and not depend on man to be or to be controlled by man. People argue that a position of trust in the church gives them authority to dictate what other men shall believe and what they shall do, and that's a little bit dangerous because. I can't sit in judgment upon anybody else's relationship with God. What right. their past was, what lens they're looking through, we can we can say what what our thoughts are. We can teach people how to think, but never try to teach them what to think. Right, and all of us are exposed to temptation and are prone to error. Um, no one is fi- no one um, no finite being can. We can we depend on for our guidance? That's why Jesus is our rock of faith. He is the He is the living presence of Jesus in the church. Upon Him, the weakest may depend, and those who think themselves the strongest will probably be proved to be the weakest. And why why would you say that? Those that think they're the strongest will probably prove to be the weakest. Well, because t- uh, it um. What's the um, thing? Take heed lest you fall. Yeah, that you stand lest you fall. Right. And I, I think really what what the Bible is saying there, of course, is a lot of us. Um, the stronger we think, remember how P- Peter said, "I'll never." He, he was very adamant. He right. was very strong. He was very sincere. He was not lying, but he was trusting in himself, and he was strong in his own strength. Right. So those and, of us that are strong in our own strength. It, it, we're probably the weakest. However, the reason we're weakest is because we're really strong in our own strength, and we we right. determine that we don't need help. And God's strength is make per, made perfect in, in our, our weakness. weakness. Right. That's in second, our weakness. Second Corinthians twelve. You're close. Yeah. Nine, I think. Yeah. yeah. That, I'll buy that. Yeah. yeah. No, that's one of that's one of our favorite texts. Right. Is you know it took it took. 41 years and of drug addiction for me to be weak enough to hear the voice of God, mm-hmm. you know, just, but you know, I think we can, we, we're all in good company. If we see our weakness, we're actually in good company because Paul saw his weakness. Um, David saw his weakness. Solomon at the end saw his weaknesses. And, um, you know, I we can go all down the line of the, of the men of, of faith and all the, yeah. all the, all the people that wrote, the words of the Bible, yeah. the holy men of old that were wrote, actually wrote the Bible, that they all were um, recognized that in that they that they had that weakness, and and they finally recognized that their strength can only come, come from, from God. From, yeah, from God by recognizing how weak we really are. Right. I need to make a correction. I said forty-one years of drug drug addiction. I was twenty-five years of drug addiction. Yeah. I was forty-one when I got clean and sober. Okay. I got to correct that. Yeah, yeah. But if you know, when one of the one of the texts I always refer to, especially when when um, when I f- feel strong, mm-hmm. like because I feel strong when everything's going my way, mm-hmm. right? Is always remember that. Um, Jeremiah seventeen five. Cursed be the man that trusteth in man and making. Maketh flesh his arm, 
The Lord is the rock, and his work, work is perfect. Blessed are they that put their trust in him. That's Jeremiah 17.5 and Deuteronomy 32.4 and Psalms chapter 2, verse 12. Um, and that is the danger, because we're given, we're given minds and abilities and gifts, and a lot of times we can accomplish and do, you know. And we great, lose track of where all that comes from. Where it all from. comes from, right? you know. Right. And, and it, it, there's a lot there that, you know, uh, that g- talents and gifts that God gives us. Right. And then after Peter's confession, Jesus told the disciples to tell no man that he was Christ. This command was given because of the established opposition of the scribes and the Pharisees. Also, the people, even the disciples, had a false conception of the Messiah that a public announcement of him wouldn't give them a true idea of his character or his work. Right. So day by day, he was revealing to, to himself to them as a Savior, but it was different than what they expected. Mm-hmm. And he didn't want them to go around saying the Messiah is here, and then everybody was expected to to uh, him to conquer and conquer and conquer. And that's that. His his mission was to show us who God is. And, and so, and a lot of people didn't like that. And so, that. how does this um, lesson all talk about living stones? Hmm. How does this all? Okay, because yeah, because it is a it is a spiritual house, isn't it? Right. And the, and the chief cornerstone is Christ. Right. And we're all living stones. And we all are part of the house. We're part of that house. Right. Yeah. We're all living stones, and we there's all there's a place for each one of us in that spiritual house. Mm-hmm. It's a great object lesson. Right. It's a great object lesson. But his mission that's what it that's what it was that's what it still is that's what our mission is it hasn't changed is to show people who God really is. Right, because just as in Jesus' time, um, it's kind of like right now, it's like the power of darkness is getting close. So Jesus needed to open up and tell the truth to the disciples about the conflict that was ahead of them, and he was sad because he anticipated the trial. I think that that's the same message we have today, right? Yeah, yeah. There's an evil time coming upon us, and you know, I have some dear faithful friends that— um, believe in God, and and they're older, and and we've decided we've made a decision that from now on we're going to talk about the land that God has promised us, right? Because man, you look around where we're living today and everything that's going on and things that you hear on the news, it is so depressing. So what we're what we want to do is to concentrate on the things that are going to be not seen. that are eternal future. How did future. how did Abraham make it through that he looked? For a better country, right? He was just a pilgrim passing through this land, and I think that that's a, a, a thinking that we are a piece of that spiritual house, and, a, and, a living stone, and, and, right? And the good thing is, is we're not going to be you know little little naked people with wings with a halo sitting on a cloud. We're going to actually be participants. Nope. You know, there's going to be a world, and we're going to be tending gardens, and we're going to learn, and we're going to you know we're going to see all the animals and and just the knowledge is going to be unfolded to us and for eternity. Like we're Isaiah learn. say, grow, growing up like calves in a stall. Right. There's just going to be so much to learn. It's eye has not seen, ear has not heard, nor has entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for right. him. Right. And so are we, st- are, you know, during this time, you know, as this trouble comes upon this land, are we focused on the trouble in this land and are we getting scared? And, you know, that's understandable. But then we got to pull back and we got to say, 
I, my citizenship truly is of heaven, and God has prepared a place for me. And I, I have to be willing to trust in that, look forward to that, and help other people to come to right. know that truth, too. Right. And if we don't want to be there, he won't force that on us. Right. He won't. He'll... He'll uh, respect respect your choice. Right. He will respect your choice. But he does want everybody to be there, and he's going to do everything possible to help people if their hearts are open. Right. Right. And right now is the soil tilling time mm. where where there are things that are going to happen, and hopefully it's— And so, you know, the big thing is, are you—is it what's happened to you? Or Yeah, yeah. Are things happening to you, or are they happening for you? Right. Right. Yeah. Because that's very. That's the only way, personally, I can look at things right now. Is they happening? To, they're not happening to me. They're happening for me to till up that soil and to break up that hard heart of mine. You know. And remember, folks, we're wrapped up. So remember, folks, there's only two ways to live your life. One is like nothing is a miracle. The other is like everything is a miracle. And you have the freedom to choose. Thank you for listening to Freedom to Choose. There is truly hope for people whose lives seem to be overrun with problems, unhealthy relationships, or even imprisoned by some form of addiction. Rich and Susan Kallenberg are living testimonials that biblical principles do work. They've authored resources available to move those you love toward freedom. If you'd like to order the Addiction Recovery Workbook, Seven Steps to Freedom, or the book, Could It Be This Simple, The Way Out of Your Prison? Please call Rich and Susan at 916-645-1297 or go to justasiamministries.com. As a nonprofit, they are supported by people like you. 916-645-1297 or justasiamministries.com. Thank you for listening, and remember... You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you.